Hallelujah. We're looking at seven types of prayer. And the first one is the prayer of thanksgiving. The prayer of thanksgiving. Just like the word implies, it is giving thanks to God Almighty. We are thanking God in prayer. Now remember, we said prayer is communication with God. And any communication with God is prayer, of course, which should inform our attitude when we approach the place of prayer. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Praise the Lord. So the fruit of our lips, those are words coming out of our mouth, giving thanks to the name of the Lord. So when we pray, we give thanks. Or should, we, should I say, when we give thanks, we pray. So this is a form of prayer where you are not making any requests. You're just coming to thank him for the things that he has done. If you look around yourself, you will see a lot of things that God has done for you, for free. The fact that you can hear me right now, it's God that made it happen. You're not subscribing for your auditory system or your respiratory system or any of your organs. You can sit comfortably and listen to someone speak. For that, you should thank God who has made it possible. You probably had food this morning. Of course you did. If you're not fasting, you have food. You have a roof over your head. You have health. The list goes on. That's a special kind of prayer we should not neglect. We should always make time to give thanks to God. The prayer of thanksgiving is very important. Even when you want to make a request, just before the miracle of feeding 5,000 men, women, and children, not counted, with just five loaves of bread and two fish, the Lord Jesus Christ, before he did that, there's something that the Lord Jesus Christ did. He did not request for God to do that. He did not ask. He did not go into a prayer of supplication. Now look at what he did. The Bible says, this is John chapter 6, verse 11. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. Praise the Lord. If you read the preceding verses, in verse 9, for example, Andrew was saying, there is a lad, there's a young boy here who only has five loaves of bread and two small fishes. And Lord Jesus Christ said, bring. And the Bible says, the Lord Jesus Christ took the bread, gave thanks, and distributed the bread and the fish. Verse 12 says, when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. 13 says, Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Praise the Lord. So this was a miracle of multiplication. How did the Lord Jesus 
perform this miracle by giving thanks. If you would give thanks in the situation that you are, and not every time making requests, if you would just give thanks, sometimes the things you're looking for are in thanksgiving. Make time and give thanks. I tell you, the power of multiplication, as you have seen in the scripture, is in thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. Number two is the prayer of worship. Now, what is worship? Worship is primarily an act. If you study the days of old, they did a lot of worshiping. Okay? They worship superior beings, superior persons. For example, the king was worshipped. You go to the king and you bow before the king and worship. That's what you find. That was the practice at that time. You bow to the king and you worship. You fall to your knees. Your head goes down. So there is an act of worship. Now, those acts, they are statements. They're not just acts. They are statements. Statements of submission, of humility, of respect, of loyalty. Those are what the act of worship entails. So, when we take it to divinity, we do the same thing. However, there is a way it is done. Just like the Lord Jesus Christ said, that the day comes when they that will worship the Lord would worship in spirit and in truth. Now, not just those acts. Those acts are fine. But because of many times men do that, their heart is far from the act. But the Lord Jesus said, what is now ideal, or, or the, the worship that is now accepted, is the worship that is done in spirit and in truth, not in deceit, not in mere bowing down your heart and your head, even though that is part of it, but that it shouldn't end there. It shouldn't end there. It should now be more appropriately in spirit you do this you do that in spirit and in truth truth to, to the lord truth to yourself with a lowly heart a heart of humility not hypocrisy so it goes beyond just lifting up of your hands in church or in the gathering of the brethren it now comes to you directly Inside of you, in your heart. How is your heart when you worship the Lord? Does your heart go in line with your act of worship? Both have to be in line. So when you throw yourself on the floor and maybe roll in worship, you do that in spirit and in truth. Not in deceit, not in hypocrisy. When you worship the Lord, it is an act. You bow, both physically and spiritually. You bow, you go on your knees, you bow down. And you worship. But what is more important is that it is done in spirit. In spirit, your spirit bows. Your heart bows. Your soul bows. Your emotions, all of it, indicating submission, loyalty, respect. Love for the Father. So that's how you worship. There are many ways to do that. We can have that in words. So when you say to the Lord, I worship you, 
It's not just your mouth moving. It's not just the words coming out of your mouth. But it is a spirit that confirms that worship. You worship in your heart. You worship in your spirit. You bow in your spirit. So when you say you worship, it is spiritual and it is true. That is the acceptable form of worship. Spirit and truth. Praise the Lord. Number three. Prayer of supplication. John chapter 16 verse 23 says, And in that day you shall ask me nothing, and whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. That is a prayer of supplication. That's you making the request. So whatever you request of the Father, he's going to do it for you. Let's look at Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. And Apostle Paul in this letter says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. You have access to make requests of God. And just what we've read in John 16, 23, when you do that, do that in the name of Jesus. And when you make requests in the name of Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ says, God is going to do it for us. Praise the Lord. Number four, prayer of declaration. Wonderful. Let's look at Mark chapter 11. The Lord Jesus says in Mark chapter 11, verse 23, for verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. The interesting part is the Lord Jesus Christ ending it by saying, He shall have whatsoever he says. So that's a prayer of declaration or a prayer of command. As a Christian, you are a priest, you are a king. That's what the Bible lets us know. That we are priests and kings and we make declarations. And those declarations come to pass. They happen. They take place. Because we declare them with our mouth. The Lord Jesus Christ here teaching about faith. Say, so if you have faith, if you read the verses preceding and following, he's talking about faith. If you have faith, that you shall have whatsoever comes out of your mouth. Whatsoever you say will happen. That's a blank check. Whatsoever you say will happen. Including moving a mountain. You know how difficult it is to move a mountain. Yet, he says, if you have faith as little, as little as a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. That's what faith can do for you. It can move things that are not movable. And the prayer of casting out demons, same thing. You make a declaration by faith. In the name of Jesus Christ, I cast you out. And it happens. The Bible says, the Lord Jesus says, you shall have whatsoever you say. If you believe in your heart, if you have faith, whatsoever, there is no exception there. Whatsoever you say, you're going to have it. So if you've not been having things in your life, if you've not been getting things done, if you've not been getting answers, if you've not been getting results, you haven't said enough. Keep saying it. Keep declaring. And when you do that, have faith. And when you have faith, those things that you declare will come to pass. That's what the Bible tells us. Praise the Lord. Number five, confession. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. We, having the same spirit, according 
as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak, is Apostle Paul. He says, we believe and we speak. The life of the believer is a life of speaking. The believer speaks. You've got to speak. If you're not speaking, you're not using your authority. Apostle says, we believe and therefore we speak. So you don't just believe and keep it in your heart. Guys, speak your belief. Speak your faith. For example, if the word of God says, all things are possible unto you that believe, you say, all things are possible unto me because I believe. If the Bible says all things work together for your good, you say all things work together for my good. If the Bible says the lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places, as David says, you say the same thing. So you speak the word that is given to you. You speak the word that you believe. Don't keep quiet. Don't just believe it. Speak it. So that's confession. It doesn't matter how you feel. If you feel somehow in your body, you speak health because the Bible confirms that. The Greek word for confession means it's homologia. It means saying the same thing in consent. Now, I'm not talking about the confession of confessing your sin. That's a, that's, that's a different thing altogether. It says confess your sin one to another. That's not, that's not it. This is a prayer of confession of saying things that the word says about you. Saying things that God says about you. God says and you say. So because God says something and you believe what God says, you say it out loud. That's what Apostle Paul says here. I believe and I therefore speak. We believe and we speak. We don't believe and keep quiet. We don't keep quiet. In the kingdom of God, we don't keep quiet. We make declarations. We make confessions. I have the life of God in me. Nothing can tamper me. No, I cannot be destroyed. I cannot be frustrated. I cannot be distracted. I live above all the powers of the world. The things of the world do not get to me. Why? Because greater is he that is in me that is in the world. So you keep speaking this word out loud, make confessions. So sometimes the kind of prayer you pray is not a prayer of request, it's not a prayer of anything. You just speak this word to yourself again and again and again. For God has not given me the spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, I have a sound mind. I have a sound mind. It doesn't matter what is trying to penetrate my mind. I am emotionally stable. I have a sound mind. I have the mind of Christ. That's what the Bible says. And I agree it unto myself. I claim it unto myself that I have, a, I have the mind of Christ. I have a sound mind. I have no fear in me. For God has not given me the spirit of fear. I cannot be afraid. I am not afraid of anything. I am not afraid. I have no fear in me. For God has not given So you speak this word. Look for all the words that God has spoken about you in the word. If possible, write them down. Speak them day and night. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, This book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein night and day. Night and day. You're meditating it. I have the life of God in me. I have a sound mind. I have no fear in me. For God has not given me the spirit of fear. I have a sound mind. Speak these words to you. And the more you speak, the more it happens. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Number six, tongues. Praying in tongues. Hallelujah. This is a very interesting one. Let's look at the book of Mark chapter 16, verse 17. The Lord Jesus says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Praise the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ says, one of the signs of a Christian is that the Christian will speak in tongues. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 
Above 4 says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. So, when you speak in tongues, your understanding is unfruitful. You don't understand. The person who speaks in tongues doesn't understand. Well, unless you have the gift of interpretation. Otherwise, when you speak in tongues, you are not expected to understand what you're saying. Why? It is not you who is praying. It is the Spirit who prays. Now, this prayer is very important to the question. The reason is that when you speak in tongues, the devil doesn't, doesn't understand you and therefore cannot do anything about it. The Spirit of God takes it over and prays for you. Our understanding is limited when we pray or when we think or when we speak. For example, there is no word that describes snow, S-N-O-W. Let's say in any of the Nigerian languages, there is no word for snow. Why? Because there is no snow in the cultural setting of any of these languages. Language transmits culture. Language reflects culture. Language reflects the society. So if something does not exist in the society or the cultural setting of the people that speak that language, there will be no word for that item. There will be no word to describe it. So it is not captured in the vocabulary of that cultural setting. But it doesn't mean that that thing doesn't exist. It exists. It's just that that cultural setting is not familiar with it. And because it's not familiar with it, they don't talk about it. They don't know it. They don't use it. It is a strange thing. Yes, other people have it. It's a reality elsewhere. It's the same thing when we speak in tongues. When we speak in our understanding, for example, what we understand is English. So we speak in English. We are limited to the things that English can capture. We're limited to the things that our language and our understanding can capture. But then it does not mean that that is all there is. There's a lot more than our language can capture. There is a lot more than our understanding can accommodate. There's a lot more. That more exists in the spirit. So where our language fails us, we speak in tongues. And it goes beyond even our own understanding. That's our purpose. When we pray, even we don't understand it. Because it's, it's, those things we speak in the Spirit, they don't exist in our vocabulary. They don't exist in our language. They don't, they don't exist even in our understanding. That purpose is my understanding. is unfruitful. So it is now an affair of the Spirit. If you have to ask for things, for example, you may be asking for a house, a job, why? But you are asking for these things because these are the things that you know. These are the things that are of value to you. These are the things that you know to ask for. But why, do you, why are you limited to these things? The reason is that these are the things that are available in your vocabulary. These are the things that you are familiar with. But remember I said, these are not necessarily the only things that exist. There are other things that exist in the spirit. And when we pray in tongues, we unravel, we unleash, we unearth these things. And they become reality unto us. And they make us superhuman. Praise the Lord. So praying in the Holy Ghost is not something you should negotiate as a Christian. Praying tongues. It won't make sense. Why? Because it's not supposed to make sense. You open your mouth and the Spirit of God will take over. It's no longer you who's praying in that realm. It's the Spirit of God that is praying for you now. It's a spiritual affair now. 
You don't understand. All you need to do is position yourself for the Spirit to pray through you. So the Spirit of God keeps praying and praying and praying. You go on and on. And by the time you're done, even you, you don't even know what you've done. So it's important. So there are many benefits. There are many aspects of praying. For example, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you unleash power. Powers, actually. Powers that you don't even know about. Hallelujah. Oh, Rabado Sotoko Basata Kabaya, Sondo Bahasete Lehira Agozodo Baya, Rakaba Soto Lahajata Lako Soto Baya, Handa Setea, Librado Zudabashata, Rikabala Zondo Baze de Lehira Akasoto Baha, Madalado Soto Baya, Bade Setea Hakasoda, Rabade Seteke Balaro Zondo, Manda Basoto Kobaya Shata Kabaleha, Rakaba Soto Baya Razoje, Ribado Zundahaka, Mataleke de Zete Lebrada Bashata Kabaya. Take a moment and pray in the Holy Ghost. Kota la da zuda la ba shoto kubaya. Roko zodo ba shata ba leke de sete ba ya ba sondo ba ha shata ya. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So finally, number seven, the last kind of prayer we're looking at is called a combination of some or all of these. Praise the Lord. So number seven is a combination of some or all of the above six kinds of prayer you will notice that most times when you pray you usually don't pray only one kind of prayer sometimes you pray and you have thanksgiving in the prayer and you worship during the prayer and you also of course make supplications and you make you know and then you make supplications during the prayer sometimes the prayer of confession and prayer of tongues you know a mixture so it doesn't mean that your prayer has to be only one kind you can you can have different kinds as you are led by the spirit Hallelujah.